Hello and welcome to Fake Movie Experts, the movie review podcast that breaks down one movie franchise, one movie at a time. We are starting the new year off with a movie that I picked, and we are franchise actually, as we're going to be starting it off with the Mortal Kombat franchise, as we're starting the mo- uh, franchise off with Mortal Kombat. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with Ricky Marcelli. Joe, you keep picking franchises that I'm excited to watch and that I kind of wish would have stayed in my nostalgia. <laughs> and it's disappointing me like immensely. Why why I, you do this to me? I do my best because I feel like it should just be like, hey, remember the first good movie? And then we go to the next two and be like, hey, remember that first movie? Yeah, I mean, I guess I might look back on this one and say like how good it was once we watch the next oh. two, but... You will, you man. Will. I re- kind of wish I would have left this movie in my nostalgia, where it was a lot better in my brain. Mm. Uh, let's not forget forget one of the I don't know fighting monks g- guys in the background that you see who just kind of stands there and watches. No, Goro. No, he's the weird new black friend who gets uh, gets I'm murdered. The, is that the cat dude that like growls? No, no that was just the guy who got killed that, early it, by Liu Kang. Rick's thinking of the guy that um like makes friends with Goro. Johnny Cage like halfway and then just kind of like stands there lazily while I'm the suitcase the that out goes in the water. Yes, you are. <laughs> That's one key swelling. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hey, before we dive into Mortal Kombat, I've got some nice uh movie adjacent content for all the experts out there. A little story. So I did a an all-time flub. I've been I've been TV shopping here for a while, and I finally uh, pulled the trigger. Yes, yesterday, bought a new TV, and I uh, accidentally bought the wrong size with because I had intended to upgrade. And I was for my whole long for the whole life of this current television that I have, I thought it was forty three inches. And then so I went down to the store and bought the new fancy pants TV at forty eight inches. I was all stoked that I was getting five more inches. And um, <laughs> that's what she said. Yeah, Heath wishes he could have five. Pretty more cool. Inches. Yeah, five inches. It's a ton of inches. <laughs> but um, yeah, took it back. Got it all set up. Was staring at it and staring at it, and I was like, "Hold on a second. So I just Uh-oh. accidentally bought a TV that was the same size as my old TV, and I'm heartbroken. And I'm gonna package uh, it back up and return yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> How do you upgrade. accidentally buy a 43 inch TV? It was a 48. Yeah, Keith's living in the past, oh, you, dude. He doesn't, so he doesn't believe there's anything higher than a 43. 43. You didn't realize you owned a 48 already. Yeah, I didn't realize it was 48. I, when I I just, in my head, I was like, oh, it, this is First of all, why are you making that minor of an upgrade? Be a big boy and get a 60. Yeah. <sighs> but how big are you getting now? 55. Okay. I mean, that's close enough. That's close yeah. enough. Yeah, what's, gonna... what's seven inches between friends? Yeah, just a ton of inches. It's it's social distance. Yeah. So, anyways, I've been in, in, engaging in Mortal Kombat with the TV stores, and you lost the first round. It looks yeah, like. yeah. First round's done. I'm about to win the second. So then, your um, soul is now mine. Yes, it's Costco's. Costco, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, Mortal Kombat. Came out August 18th, 1995. It was directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, or now now known as Paul Anderson. The uh, goat, he's by the, the way. Mr. Anderson. Um, he has done movies such as Mortal Kombat, 
Home run. Uh, 1997's Event Horizon. Home Ooh, run. Damn, that's a good movie. 1998 Soldiers with Kurt Russell. 2004's Alien versus Predator. That's the first one. Yes. Okay. Good. The first one, was actually, yeah, the first one was actually it's, good. That movie's like way better. We ought to pick that one someday. But that first one's like way better than it has any right to be. <laughs> uh, 2008's Death Race. And Didn't he do Resident Evil? There's people that multiple, love Death Race. He did multiple. He did the first Resident one. Evils. He did. He did the least. first one. Yeah. Oh, so the good he, one. Yeah. No, he did other ones because. Um, <laughs> oh, but no, I'm saying he at Just, least did. He at least he did, the, did good the good one. Yeah. Yeah, he did the good one, but he, he also did, t- remember when they did the second one and it was terrible, and then for some reason they decided to do like third, ten more, a fourth, a fifth, and then it was the three D one. He did I Resident was... Evil. He did Resident <laughs> Evil Afterlife. So he didn't do the sequel. I think he did the third one. Uh, he did Resident Evil Re- Retribution, Resident Evil: The Final Chapter. Remember when they turned Resident Evil into like Fallout for some reason in the movie universe? That was a weird choice. <laughs> yeah, but he it did all chapter <laughs> all of those. I would just I would just say it now. He they asked him with the success of this movie. They asked him to do uh, Mortal Kombat two, but he's like, uh, I'm good. I want to, but I'm going to move on to go do Event Horizon. So oh, I want yeah. to do that's that a fucking, instead. Yeah, that's a good choice. But and after seeing... Seeing like a blockbuster instead of Mortal Kombat 2. But, yeah, after seeing, Horizon. <laughs> but after seeing how bad Mortal Kombat 2 did, he regrets not doing it because <laughs> of he now, that's why he did all a lot of the Resident Evils because of the follow through of, you know, how how big of a drop one to two does in Damn, the more he's not the hero universe. we need. He's the, to be fair, yeah. he's he still had a deserves. pretty big drop with like the future Resident well, Evils that he did. There yeah, was only one yes. good Resident Evil, and it was the first he, one. But it was really yeah. good. It was but, really good. But you know, he you know, once he started directing the movie, he was just like, I'm gonna follow through with these ones because of how more combat two is how it did. This is a perfect um, director for our podcast here. He's sort of like he always like falls. He's like victim to the sin of the sequel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this movie stars uh, Christopher Lambert, the Highlander, as Lord Raiden. Robin Shaw as Luke Kang. Lyndon Ash B as Johnny Cage. Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa as Shang Tsung. Bridget Wilson Sampras as Sonya Blade, and Talisa Soto as. Kit- Tana. Wait, is she married to Pete Sampras? Yes, she is. God damn. Her husband's way more talented than her. Wait, which one's married to Pete Sampras? Sonia. Sonia Blade. Oh, that's so funny. No, Luke Kang is. Man, she is way prettier than him. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah. that's about all she has going for her. Yeah. I, I was, I was bring it up now. I loved Robin Shaw, the actor that played Luke Kang. I thought he was going to be like so big. Because then he went to do um, the Chris Farley, yeah. Beverly Hills Ninja. Oh man! And then like after the... those two, after after the two movies and uh, more com- the two more combats and Beverly Hills Ninja, like he kind of like went in the into the clouds, you know, like went away. Dude, to be honest, if it wasn't for him and the guy yeah. who played Johnny Cage, this movie would have been utter dog shit. <laughs> like they are the saving graces for this movie. Yes, and Raiden. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <I> l- what? <laughs> his bad ADRing. 
His little laugh. Yeah. <laughs> fucking the world's going to die if you don't do this. <laughs> what the fuck choice was that? That was so stupid. So what did you guys think uh, before we get to the plot and break down what before we thought? We what did you guys? I need to yeah. ask for one more bit about this movie. Not a yes. question I ask a lot. Does it yeah. say who was the head of sound engineering for this? <laughs> because I want to find this man and flog him for his abysmal job done on this movie. Right. Like, um, like whoever was in head was the head of sound for this movie. It's usually like the sound engineer or something. Let me look because I have, the, I have the music. Because at I one point, Luke Kang does a sweet double kick to two of the guards, and we get a pins getting hit by a bowling ball sound as they fall down. Um. Well, no, that's a you're mistaking bad with good. Um. <laughs> But dude, the sound in this movie score is mixer. So... Are we gonna oh, say yes. that? Well, that's score. more of the music, I believe. I uh, know. I'm. I. I'm. I'm. I have all the like, the craft services people. The th- good. Who who they think? Um, I have a stand-in for a craft. I have a service. feeling they were treated poorly. The the, <laughs> the crew on this. Movie. The movie did. The movie did play take place in Thailand. Some did. Some of it did. The outer shots. Oh, um, Twenty twenty one. IMDb. Fuck you. Goddamn movies naming themselves as movies that have already been made um executive in charge of music no oh wait hang on hang on hang on hang on hang on that's costume director of photography not a big deal but i just i really wanted to find out who that was because fuck them and their terrible job (laughs) i want to be i want to know who the what a best boy grip is uh you uh whatever you're thinking it's it's right you're, okay. you're dead on. I picture okay. an assistant. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm the assistant to the best boy uh, grip. Yeah. Thank you. So what did you guys think of Mortal Kombat? And do you remember watching it? Well, I know you probably do as a child, but do you remember your first time watching it? Um, I believe, if memory serves me correctly, the first time watching it was definitely at your house, and it might have been for one of your birthdays. I believe it was <laughs> as well. And like that was probably the best atmosphere to watch said movie is at a friend's birthday party, just all hopped up on sugar and shit. Yeah. Cause watching this movie in my house, just on my laptop with headphones on (laughs) as my children are watching other things. I'm like, this doesn't have the same feel that my nostalgia tells me it should have. That's rough. (laughs) I don't know. I, I, Keith, what did you think? Oh, did we lose them? Oh, we, might we lost Keith. Here, come back. Here, come but back. But yeah, I didn't. I thought I was going to love it. Yeah. But it kind of just came across as really poorly made. Jumped. It jumped around a lot, which I like in my head. I remember this movie having a really fleshed out story. And then we watched the movie and I'm like, there's 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 nothing to there's no actual story to this movie. It just kind of jumps around fights that have really bad fight choreography and all the bad guys get made to look like bitches. Um, I think I had the total opposite. <laughs> I enjoyed the hell out of it. I don't know if it, if it was because of the nostalgia or the fact, I don't know. I think this is actually a pretty good movie. I think I, I know Keith was texting me 
um, when uh, he was watching. But like, there are some pacing stuff that was just like this seemed odd. Okay, this was this was rushed. This wasn't. This is too slow. This is at feels out of place. But um, I thoroughly enjoyed the, the movie uh, again. I just thought anything around. where dialogue was involved was bad. Like the dialogue in this yeah. movie was just so bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the dialogue. Yes, like the dialogue seemed felt like 1995. Uh, but I enjoyed the uh, like. I don't know. I think it's just the cheesiness of it made it fun for me. See, I thought they didn't lean enough into the cheese. Like they tried to keep it too serious at times when it's like, just commit to the cheese. Cause like the cheese was probably when it was at its best. Yeah. Like when Liu Kang actually does the, like the bicycle kick fight scene, like all the way across, like that's when the movie was good. Like that's fun. But when the movie was trying to take itself too seriously, which it did for way too much of the movie, was when I'm like, uh, you're not, you're fucking Mortal Kombat. Just fucking calm down. Hello, Keith. Welcome back to the show. All right. I'm back. All right. Yep. Uh, that's very much I get in there, but I'm going to start from the top. You got nothing <laughs> in there. You oh, froze like right away. Oh, fun. But yeah, so my background on Mortal Kombat. I think we'll have to get into our background with the video game franchise a little later on. I think that'd be a good topic. Mm-hmm. But um, for the movie, this was, I think, yeah, I associate this with very happy memories of like sleepover energy. Like you talked about the sugar and being hopped up and that was awesome. But yeah, the Mortal Kombat was very, like, very important to me at that age. And, like this movie came out in 95. I think I was probably 10-ish. You but, um, would have been eight and you would have been or nine. Eight or nine. Yeah. But you're yeah, older so this than us. Movie... Let's just make sure we get that out of the way. Keith is the oldest one here. He's by old. like five yeah. years. Very cool. By sixty-nine years, I'm sixty-nine yeah. years older than you guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> nice. So this, like, this it was the perfect. This movie came out at the perfect time. So it was like the this like the ninjas with different colored themes. Like, oh shit, Scorpion does fire. Oh, what? You still got me. Yeah, you're you're, you're good. You're, you're, you're lagging exactly, a little. But you're you're living. Yeah. Okay. Well, until no. right now. Oh, you're there. You're still Western. here, Keith. We're live, pal. Anyways, yeah, loved Mortal Kombat. Okay. Love, yeah, Mortal Kombat loved it as a kid. Upon rewatch, <laughs> this is rough. Upon rewatch, um, I had a lot of fun. I talked about Mortal Kombat again. Mortal Kombat between quality and nostalgia was definitely real, and I'm gonna work that out over the over, over this episode. <laughs> There's a lot of things you got to work out. Your uh, internet as well, yes. one of them. Yeah. So, uh, Rick, how about you uh, give us the plot to Mortal Kombat? Boys, girl, non-binary, and everyone in between, please gather around for the reading of the plot to Mortal Kombat. Shadow Khan is one win away of the Mortal Kombat tournament from being able to access the portal to Earthrealm, allowing his hordes of demons and armies to feast upon our planet. It has come down to Raiden's final warriors, which for some reason are bought th- brought there by Lou, by fucking the bad guy. Why did the bad guy bring the good guys to the tournament and not Raiden himself? The answer is yes. Okay, uh, but yes. Yeah, so 
Earth's Mightiest Warriors and a bunch of stand-ins to get murdered are all joining at a random island on a death boat to fight in the Mortal Kombat tournament to see if Outer World can invade Earth Realm. Mortal Kombat! Yeah. I think I was going to say before uh, Keith came back in uh, about how like the seriousness it was. I think they tried to make it serious because of the fact that this is a based off of, you know, based off two video games. There's a little more Kombat one and more Kombat two in this movie. And I think there isn't a whole lot of background. There's no history of Mortal Kombat because the movie is, hey, you're playing in a tournament and you go up a mountain depending on your uh, difficulty. So you have five people, six, seven, you know. Extreme difficulty, you get ten people. You got to get all the way up to uh, Goro and all that. Uh, But we are already... Um, yeah, and maybe it was this movie that established some of the long-running like Mortal Kombat lore of like yeah. Sonya Blade and Johnny Cage being a pair, and and then like her going after Kano. That's like, I think this movie creates more of the lore that we know now because of the fact like even in the coming later on in the, uh, you know, in the couple years down the line that you get the Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Uh, TV cartoon on USA. That thing fucking slapped. That was a good yeah. cartoon. But it's also like the whole idea of um, that they also put a lot of the um, plot lines in here. Like, you know, go, going into more common now, it's like, you know, Sonya hates Kano because Kano killed her old partner. But you don't know that in the video games because it's just the video game is a little you know, four by four uh, description of mighty warriors around the whole world come around to do this tournament that happens every 25 years. And they were always like the same eight bit characters. Like all the characters in Mortal Kombat were like the same eight bit characters, just like colors slightly changed or whatever. At least that was like the main thing between um, Scorpion, Sub-Zero and Reptile. Yeah. And then later down the line, Smoke, uh, Noobs, you know, then you get the machines of like uh, noobs I bought and all that good stuff. How are we doing, Keith? Welcome back. Oh man, this uh, I was I'm about to I was about to punch in a funny Zoom name for it, but my internet was frozen. Like Sub Zero got in my damn house. Uh, <laughs> did there? Did you yeah, end so- up with an icicle through your computer like the bitch Sub Zero of this movie did? <laughs> that was. Yeah, he was like, he must have been like first on the tower, you know, when you're playing a Mortal Kombat tower, the first like three are extremely easy. Yep. That's what I was oh, just like, saying. So, oh, no, oh, man, I'm so good. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. I'm, so I'm, I'm talking about how lame the Sub Zero fight was. No, no. We're I just, mean, we, I, was just I just brought it up plot. when you brought up Sub Zero because oh, nice. I hated how lame Sub Zero and Scorpion were in this. Yeah. I remember in my brain hmm. that Scorpion was like badass in this movie. Man. They both sucked in this movie. Yeah, they. I don't think old Paul Anderson had, like, maybe he like didn't play the video game enough or something, or didn't like tap into the culture around it. But like Sub Zero and Scorpion, like, are Mortal Kombat. Like, they should. They like they also are arguably the... have the coolest story because they're like eternal rivals. 
Yeah. And I don't know how much of that was established at this point, like with the Mortal Kombat 1 and 2 little lore bits, which... I, we, were, we were just talking about and like how we don't feel like there was a whole lot because this movie gives more of the... Um, you know, what plot lines we know of all each character that we have here. Because mm-hmm. we're just saying, like, I think if I remember correctly, like more combat one, it's just a little four by four article saying, like, you know, uh warriors around the world show yeah. up for this that tournament every twenty five years or every century. I think that was it for the like plot of characters. Well, and I think two Mortal Kombat as an IP's credit, like with the amount of like lore and buzz created around a really simple fighting game within like Mortal Kombat one and two. Yeah. Because I believe I'm not sure when Mortal Kombat three came out compared to this movie, but like with one, two, maybe three video games to draw from, like there was a whole world of like background plot and lore that they were able to establish with just little sentences, like <laughs> and like make us care about these ninjas. Mortal Kombat 3 came out in 95. So uh, yeah, that was a that's part that like that was a but in remember, April. It came out in April. Didn't you have that one? Uh I had Mortal Kombat trilogy. Two, so yeah, that was think, for it, 60 uh, that was for 64. Yeah, Mortal Kombat Yeah, yeah Mortal Kombat trilogy is comes out in 96. Yeah, I feel like we played three together on your Super Nintendo. I think right? we did too. Like I like I but like I thoroughly remember trilogy because it had like all the characters. Yeah, and that's why it was everyone huge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with the characters base here, we have our, our for the movie, you have Luke Kane, Johnny Cage, Sonya, Sub Zero, Scorpion, Goro, Sang Shung, Raiden. You know, then you get they throw in Jax for a minute. Um you have <laughs> yeah. they throw in Kano. So we, you know, we get, and like Jax was originally played by Michael J. White. He's the guy, he's the actor, he plays Black Dynamite. He's from um, Dark Knight, and he's the one that puts the bounty on the Joker. Mm, okay. Nice. Uh, he was supposed to do it, but he went to go do a movie called Tyson. About it kind of sucked how little, like, because Jax is one of my favorite characters in Mortal Kombat. Like he kind of like sucks as a playable character, at least yes, in the early does. games he did. But like I always liked Jax just because like the giant robot arms were always really cool. Mm-hmm. In, um, in, in Mortal Kombat Nine, I was all right with Jax. <laughs> I think that mm, <laughs> the reboot to the Mortal Kombat games created such an amazing story that now I kind of hold every Mortal Kombat to the story that was created in 9, 10, and 11, and how good it was. Yeah. Yeah, there's, like, there's going no... Going back there's to these... watch, watch these, I'm like, oh, these stories kind of suck. <laughs> and yeah, there's no time like, travel. <laughs> there's, yeah, and like, what, uh, Keith, you weren't here, but like, Rick was talking, and you were slightly here, this Rick, when you started to leave, was like, the idea of like, we didn't, like, the, the uh, Paul Anderson didn't really know how big scorpion and sub-zero will be because of the fact like later on they're like if people think of mortal Kombat, like those are your top two like 90 percent of the time when you give me a character from mortal Kombat, it's either gonna be sub-zero or scorpion they i think i know sub-zero had his own video game i think scorpion might have if not scorpion's like mm-hmm. big in the 
He's always the main character. Main character in a pot. <laughs> yeah. You know, he if not, he's the main villain and almost I mean, anything. He's been on the cover for like the last three games, hasn't he? For nine, yes. ten, and eleven. Yeah. So like these are your big guys, and like I, I mean agree, Scorpion, like, like Cause I think even before the movie had infiltrated like mass, just like culture with the get over here. Yeah. yeah like, get over like... here has been in culture before this movie happened. Yeah. I'll bet like normal people would know who Sub-Zero and Scorpion are. Mm-hmm. Like... At least in our age range, for sure. Yeah. Just because like everyone at any sleepover guy or girl played Mortal Kombat to some degree. Yep. <laughs> Like that was just like the game because like some of us had parents that didn't let us get those games. So when you got to go to your friend's house that had Mortal Kombat, it was all about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, like, I'm it, glad you mentioned the. I'm glad you mentioned the not being allowed to have Mortal Kombat because I was kind of diving into the history of Mortal Kombat a little bit before this episode, and Mortal Kombat was largely responsible for why we have video game ratings. Like, oh yeah, there was, I bet. that yeah. checks out. There was well, the, in the '90s. There was like this moral panic about violent, like violence and content and like it's funny enough like joe lieberman was like kind of the tip of the spear of that that dude's such a fucking wanker yeah so he was kind of the part of the tip of the spear of this like moral panic shit in the like early mid 90s and so this there's like literal politics like bill clinton said the word mortal combat on like national television it's kind of funny to hear like think about a president saying that so like it's funny because stuff like that, all that does is drive those games to be even bigger than what they mm-hmm. already were. Oh yeah, like straight, like yeah, straight out of Compton, Mortal Kombat around that. It's so cool. <laughs> it makes it like parental the parental advisory sticker, like video game ratings, all that stuff kind of happened at the same time. Like I'll be honest, I you can't name me. I can't name you a more combat character like in recent games. I only play as Sub Zero or Smoke, and Keith, <laughs> and Keith knows that because he can't beat me. It's rough. It's it's bullshit because I am personally a like I'm a more I I play the campaign and I've like played Mortal you, Kombat. You since, buy every year. You I've buy played, every year. I think I've played every single campaign of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yep. Like even including like the weird Mortal Kombat like Deception, like the weird like mid mid two thousands ones. So like I'll play. I've been playing for years, and I'll show up at fucking Joe's house, and I'll be like, "All right, I'm good." And then just Joe will just <laughs> let's go. Then Joe will just low. He'll just down a. Just low kick me. <laughs> he'll down forward a. First off, it's down forward a. Um, <laughs> he'll freeze and down, you, and then... then if I'm playing a smoke, it's down like back a, and I yeah. tra- slide behind you. Like but, yeah, Mortal you... Kombat's big enough where it has iconic like button combos. Like yes. Back like back forward whatever X or Y does the scorpion move always. <laughs> like, <laughs> Get over here. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, while my internet was being a, a douche, I was I was I was trying to express how important Mortal Kombat is to like my identity. Kind of. Yeah, like, it was, yeah. It's huge. Like I uh, about the movie, I do remember the very beginning. Like I for the longest time, like. After we watched it like the first time, anytime I would watch Mortal Kombat, I would always miss the beginning of the movie. Like I <laughs> always miss like the first ten minutes. Dude, I had no fucking memory of the beginning of this movie. Yeah. I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" I thought we just kind of started on the island. What are we doing? But no, That's I always funny. miss the. I always miss the like ten minutes, and then 
Um, the For some like, in my head, I had it that Jax's arms got fucked up in this movie, but <laughs> no, no. Uh, no Jax is some bitch standing on a pier. Yeah. Sonia, come back, Sonia. Like now. Oh, God, her acting was so abysmal. She was such a bad actress. So, Robin, uh, if I found it correctly, let me see if I can just double check. Because uh, the actor that played Liu Kang, Robin, he was like actually the stunt coordinator for this movie. And the actor with Liu Kang himself, he was the stunt coordinator. Yeah, I got to got to verify. That's one, pretty cool. Like, um. Uh, oh well. Well, while you're doing that, I got to get one gripe out. So Johnny, oh, sorry, found it. Yeah, let's go. Go ahead. Okay, so Johnny Cage, they like his plot. I'm a big, by the way, I'm a big Johnny Cage fan. Love him. But his um, the way they set him up is that he's like shooting these Hollywood movies, and he's like too good of a martial artist to like. He's like too cool and too good for everybody. But his mm-hmm. fight scenes are awful. <laughs> the choreography and the way he fights and the way he looks when he's fighting. It's like weightless and stupid looking, and there's like a thousand cuts. Like, it Dude, makes... honestly, all of the fight choreography in this movie, except probably the last fight. I feel like a couple of them are okay. Between Liu so, Kang and Xiao Song is the, just terrible. Like, like the more you know, the more famous, more like memorable one is the like uh, Scorpion Johnny Cage fight. Yeah. Um, it turns out like this movie was supposed to come out in May. However, it got pushed back to August because they had to do reshoots. Where Robin Shaw was the exclusive fight choreographer for the reshoots, and he was the one that did the choreographing for sub uh, for Scorpion and <laughs> they barely uh, touched each Johnny other. Cage. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, the fucking bit where like Johnny Cage goes up really high, and Scorpion goes get down here. Oh my god, like, get I down here! Broke my skull with my eye roll on that fucking line. <laughs> Did so, you uh, there was a there uh, about that fight where since we're still on for a minute? Uh, do you know there is a big time error in the movie? <laughs> is it when Scorpion just explodes for some reason? No, it's that's when canon. they're in the, well, that's <laughs> canon, yeah. When they're in the forest and like the beginning of the fight, and like Johnny Cage is walking, and then Scorpion comes behind a tree, and like you they do like the stare down. When the camera pans to Scorpion in the left side of your screen, you can see a white minivan driving across yeah. the background. Hey, there's minivans in Outworld. <laughs> and they, coffee cups in, in the... Outworld for the oh, they're doing like magic portal shit. And, and they don't go to Outworld until the end of the movie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but a lot, a lot of the actors, by a lot, I mean almost all of them did their own stunts. Um probably because they couldn't afford stunt court like actual stunt no no they had the they had stunt people but um like bridget wilson sampra she did her own stunts um robin shall kind tell. of did, she did her own he, he did his own stunts and the actor that played uh johnny cage he wasn't going to do it but like robin was like hey man i'm doing my own stunt so don't, don't be a bitch basically oh, and his his stunts, I guess. <laughs> he, he doesn't do anything cool. <laughs> but he did bruise his kidney uh, oh, okay. during the Scorpion fight. Um, like, all the actors got hurt fighting. Um, Brid- uh, Bridget, she's separate. They looked like they never touched each other, except the part where Kano kicked 
Sonya Blade because that looked like he legit kicked her in the ribs. She, well, not on that, but she did dislocate her shoulder and popped it back in. Mm-hmm. Um, they both, like all the Robin and uh, what is his name? I just want to keep uh, Lyndon. They both got like, uh, Lyndon, Johnny Cage got a bruised kidney from the Scorpion fight. The Scorpion stunt double messed up his face because when in that fight he got like thrown into a a, a post but didn't move so he got like, slammed his face <laughs> uh robin chow got his ribs beat up so uh during the reptile fight they had to like he's like hey man ease up on the like when you ease up on the pow- kick <laughs> that that was a good fight though i will say the lu kang reptile fight was actually like Probably the best of the ninja covered face fights. At the time, those special effects were mind boggling of the reptile, like and when he was now, in lizard mode. <laughs> and now they're like, oh, that fits for that time frame. Yeah. Well, and I think I, th- I think it's worth mentioning now. Some of the like the set production I thought was pretty rad in this movie. Yeah, I thought like the like the beach fight looked cool. Uh, the beach stuff looked good. I I agree to that. And I think like the the Johnny Cage shit it was very video gamey and corny, but I liked all the sets in the Johnny Cage Scorpion fight, like the weird pirate ship <laughs> thing they were on, like the skulls. Like they, everything just they... felt way too compact for me in some of those scenes. Mm-hmm. Like everything just felt like so enclosed for what's supposed to be like epic spaces. That's why like the beach scene is great, yeah. the tree scene is great because they actually felt like open and wide, yeah. comparative yeah. to like stuff like in the boat. Like, it's supposed to be this massive boat with, like, a ton of people on it. And it looked like a little dinky thing that fit the four of them in every oh, scene the, that were on it. The boat stuff was, I, I like just, like, the fog machine in the background to make it look like they were on water. And then they have to get to, <laughs> then they get to the beach by canoes. Yeah. Which was pretty fun. Which was, they, they actually had to do that for production, too. Oh, that's cool. Like, they've had to, it was a small island, so they had to canoe everything down. Hey, it's nice to, they, uh, back in the 90s when they shot in places. <laughs> right. Um. But yeah, it's that fun stuff of uh actually locations. Um oh, and, oh I liked the set uh, I like the all the design on the, like the props when they were inside the like the dining where like the place with the like Shang Tsung and Goro place and all the that weird, was an awesome yeah. Like all that stuff looked cool, all the weird like sculptures and tables and like that stuff looked pretty good. Like I, the visuals well for the most part I thought were nice. So some of it was pretty corny. Like the Raiden kept on. Did he keep on winking? Was that just me? Yeah, he definitely did. It def- <laughs> at the very least, it definitely felt like it, he was. It's like g- watching this movie and like seeing Raiden, you know, and he's a one of the top, you know, one of those top players that people play use him as in the game. But like you just watch him, like do something. Yeah, he didn't do but, shit. Like, but he can't because he <laughs> yeah. can't. Was anyone else reason. fucking bugged the fuck out when he came in as electricity and it was orange? <laughs> oh, that was funny. Like, he's fucking blue. Why? Why he's is it off. orange? And also, he's how off. much of a, yeah, yeah. And also, how much says. of a nerd is was Raiden? Was such a nerd in this movie? He's such like a rule follower. He's so lame. And then because Shang Tsung was just breaking rules left and right in front of you, and then Raiden's like, "No, we must respect the tournament rules." <laughs> yeah. It, uh... No, this. I think the. I'm, I'm I'm trying to build my thesis now, but like. It was this movie's fun to watch, but like the pacing and structure of the movie is so bad. 
Dude, we I had to, about that when I you had gone. to step yeah. away at times because I just like I got so bored. Like we'd have like weird monologue pieces that didn't actually like push the story along. <laughs> and like we would get introduced to characters like Katana and it's just like this could be cool. <laughs> they didn't esta- like they wouldn't establish her like at all. She, They're just like she, she's important just to be okay with she, that. She was she was supposed to be there was going they didn't put it in this movie, but they were going to. It was going to be, uh, which it still seemed like it. There was going to be a love story between <laughs> yeah. Liu Kang and Katana. I forgot about that. <laughs> Even though it's like pretty noticeable the way that, you know, like the movie, they they filmed it. But I mean, they end up together in the end. Yeah. I mean, yeah. God, but... The female character, like it's one of the things about Mortal Kombat is that like female characters are just as strong and powerful as the men characters and are awesome. Like that's been something that's been established in mortal Kombat since the beginning. Yeah. And, but the fe- the way they wrote female characters in this movie fucking sucked. <laughs> yeah. Although the, the leg, the, the leg break of the neck was pretty good. I mean, just as far as a little moment, like the writing was still bad, but yeah, but like the little moments, it was a nice moment. Like with the Kano fight with the Sonya yeah, blade. Yeah. It was good. It was it was like violent. My biggest problem with this movie though is how all of the bad guys fucking suck. Like no one, like what? Sub Zero gets one win against a nobody. And Goro an oiled boy. (laughs) Goro gets made to look super awesome to then die in like three punches to Johnny Cage. Yeah, the inch they I'm going to argue a little spoiler for later on in the series. I'm going to argue this movie handles Goro better than in the future. <laughs> Cause well, they, the at least one. they make him seem scary. Like, like the silhouette shots of Goro were so good. I uh, like the, that was a good doll. It was like the, uh, it, Goro was portrayed by an elaborate $1 million uh, animatronic. And cool. it had operated by 13 to 16 puppeteers. Wow. I just it don't is... know why his torso was so long. Like if they had cut down the torso a little bit, it would have looked like perfect. But the, the shots where they obscured him, I thought he looked very good. Oh yeah, he looked great. Yeah, and, yeah. Like the shots were like it was just like midriff up, so like you just got like the upper body with the arms yeah. looked spectacular. Like that's yeah. what Goro's supposed to look like. Yeah. But when you get full body with like the oddly long torso, which I'm sure was mainly like to build in the puppeteering stuff for the arms and whatnot. Yeah. It still looked awful though when you had full body shots. Goro frequently though broke down, and <laughs> that always. I mean, it's like what happened with Jaws, where yep, the, the the shark sucked. I can relate the, to Goro. <laughs> the people operating Goro from the inside can only go do so much about two minutes at a time because of lack of oxygen. That's so funny. Um, though Anderson did his best to block and shoot Goro in ways to work around the animatronics limitations. Ultimately, Goro's screen time had to be severely reduced from the original plan. I did love the scene where Goro was just being a super bitch to Kano and just like dumped a bunch of wine on his lap. Yeah. Like, fuck <laughs> you, bitch. What are you going to do about it? On the music when they introduced Goro, I, I love the guitar little riff when he's being all badass walking. So that is since you brought it up thing, now. The one yeah. thing that lived up, the music still fucking slapped. Slaps. Yeah. It went pla- it, the music went platinum in three like after its third week, um. But no, really? the music. I, yeah, I told Keith in the when I was texting him about the movie. I'm like, this mu- music slaps. Yeah. Like not. Well, they use it in the intro. They use the, 
but the music <laughs> well, did. But like I'm talking the music throughout the whole. Yeah. Like the when Luke Kang goes to the temple to tell the elders that he's fighting, like that music. The yeah. Yep. You know, it's just like it's just all techno stuff. And I'm like, hell yeah. Well, they could have cut that shit out. Speaking of editing. <laughs> oh yeah, that fucking scene made no goddamn sense. <laughs> he is a god. He's not a god. Like he just has a. He just showed he has powers. No, he, no, he doesn't. No, dude. Lies. Even the one scene where like he walks up and he's talking to like the old monk, the his grandfather. I don't fucking yeah, know what it was that, grandfather. How that monk, yeah. But like, he's like, no, nah, dude, this is fucking bullshit. Fuck this place. And then we cut to inside the temple, and they're like, he is our champion. I'm like, how did we get here? <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of things in the, about this. I mean, I'm still uh, confused as to how we got to Johnny Cage in that forest when he was fighting Scorpion. Like, we just uh, jumped to fights with no explanation yeah. as to how. I think we were, yeah, they could have shown him getting into a portal or something. <laughs> well, <laughs> the portals, though, Keith, the only thing about the portals are it's the outer world. Like, everything else was not an outer, outer world. Well, they used portals in the Scorpion fight. Like, that's yeah, because Scorpion the... produced him to the. Uh, Scorpion yeah. did it. That's why. Not not yeah. because it's from the movie. Not, but like they. But then you then you got a question like that. How did Johnny get out of hell? Yeah. Right. You know. Also, what I mean? like, like there's no one established like two thirds through the movie that the way to do fights is you have to be challenged and accept the challenge. Why didn't we ever get those like bits between well, like Scorpion and Johnny Cage and Sub Zero and Luke Kang? That, that so that, let's bring it up now. And this is the. I told Keith this, and I was going to bring it up. <laughs> this movie is about a tournament, correct? So the yeah. the, the, the tournament is I uh, the idea to me when I see tournaments is there's a bracket. So you see Liu Kang here and Johnny Cage here, Sonya, Goro. You know what I mean? Like there should be the bracketeer, like a bracket, right? This movie goes, okay, uh, Sonya, you're going to face Kano because you guys hate each other. It's fantastic. Guess what, Sonya? That is your only fight of the whole damn movie. Um, yeah, she wins. Luke Why Kane, doesn't she go on? Why doesn't she move on? <laughs> Luke Kane, uh, you're gonna face a random cat guy, you're going to face Sub Zero, you're gonna face Reptile, who may or not be part of the tournament. Uh, you're <laughs> going to face Katana, who because she's basically being like, Hey, I'm not gonna fight daughter. you, and Shang Song's like, All right, you're out, <laughs> the, you know, and then he faces uh, Shang Song. Liu Kang fights five times. That's so funny. He, you know, you played one me on this take. I think what we learn with the later Mortal Kombat games, you should just kill um, Liu Kang and have Johnny Cage be the main character. Everything's better. Well, in the one of the new Mortal Kombat games, they do kill Liu Kang, and the zombie Liu Kang comes and helps solve problems. <laughs> it checks out. It checks out because no. so what? It, it's because of the fact like we're talking like when people think of characters from the movie of any more combat sub-zero and uh scorpion but mm-hmm. in me the like the main protagonist in the movie world will always and it should be Liu kang yeah Liu he's kang like he's a good audience protagonist sir. for the early games yeah he's a yeah he's a good like audience surrogate like, yeah just a blank slate that we can yeah. fill in for yes yeah. but but um so on on the no rules thing i think so a fun analysis of Top Gun I've heard, I guess, which it, it applies to Top Gun one and two, is that they're not they're essentially a sports movie. Like there's like training and the rivalries, and then there's a big conflict at the end, and the underdog or whatever wins when they shouldn't. Uh-huh. And like that's what a formula they could have applied, I think, to Mortal Kombat 
and they should apply in the future because it seems like a just like a slow pitch softball home run so like but th that's where this movie like the plot they try to make it they try to have too much like political intrigue in it like when they just need to make it like a sports movie where Liu Kang is the underdog because he's a human and he's going and fighting all these witches and warlocks and like that would make this movie is whatever it's a classic because of nostalgia all that shit but that would have made it like pretty solid I think it had an actual you know story <laughs> yeah <laughs> Keith even told me and like when he texts me he's like this movie deals with inter multi-dimension battles and stuff and everyone in the movie is like yeah that's fine yeah the people cool. do literal magic yeah. <laughs> I mean, Liu That's Kang cool. at the end of the movie figures out how to like get his literal magic when he gets one of his actual yeah. like moves from the game in the end, like that double fist fire punch. Oh yeah, the down. Uh, I think it's down forward. <laughs> my one of my favorite things, and I found out why. Watch the favorite movies, and I scratch my head. Is in the scene when he's facing Sub Zero, and they're fighting on top of like a little mound, and then like Sub Zero backflips off. And then, like, Luke Kane just runs at him and, like, jumps and punches at him. And he's like, ah! Like, you know, why <laughs> Why that look weird? Well, it's because Robin uh, Shao could not do the... He was supposed to imitate Sub-Zero and also do, like, backflips off the <laughs> thing. But he couldn't. So they came up with that of him just running down the little ramp and jumping oh, in the funny. air that's right <laughs> oh where he just did that random like punch thing yeah yeah he just runs down a little ramp yeah, that and thing was fucking yeah. stupid it's yeah. because he couldn't backflip so he just went uh okay i got it yeah 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 uh do you guys want to know who they wanted for this movie no oh, man they could guess chuck norris and or jean claude van damme <laughs> jean claude van damme probably that, that's a good guess Maybe Arnold. Uh, you, you are correct with John Claude Van Damme. He I would assume he was supposed to play Johnny Cage. You are correct. However, he's, that feels pretty he, dead on. However, he went to a different movie. Street, Street Fighter. Fighter. You are both correct. Hell yeah. <laughs> we actually got something right for once on this podcast. Congratulations. Uh, in my mind, in my mind, that Street Fighter movie also slaps. And I bet if I went and watched it, it would. Yeah, not it doesn't. And uh, <laughs> we're, we're fine. There is a way to because, guys, there are two Street Fighter movies: Street Fighter One, Wait, an actual and like sequel. Street to Fighter movie? Two. Who the was those Street movies eligible? Fighter, the Legend of Chung Li. Wait, that's yeah, like a. Isn't that animated? No, it's not. It has. It oh wait, like, yeah, that's uh, right. Is that not that old? It's no, it's like maybe ten years now, but it serves the. That's not that old. <laughs> the actress from Smallville, who plays Wait, the Chung one who Lee. ran a cult, or no, no, she's in prison. But anyway, we have uh, yes, uh, John Call Van Damme for Johnny Cage. Uh, the first choice for Raiden, any any guess? They chose someone else. That's weird. This yes. guy was Nick perfect. Cage. Okay, Nick Cage. Hmm, I'm gonna go. Uh, uh, Kurt Russell, <laughs> Sean Connery. Oh, that would have been dope. Yeah, that, that would have been, been so bad, but it would have been awesome. He wasn't interested. He wasn't did interested. Pick... Didn't Sean Connery also play a Highlander at one point? He did. He did. So why did they pick Highlanders for Raiden? Because there's lightning. It was Highlander? the only. It was the only option. <laughs> it was the only option. <laughs> anyway, they there uh, he be only one. <laughs> he didn't want a physical role, and he just wanted to play golf. So uh, I mean, I don't feel like Raiden did anything physical in this movie. 
He just flew and did, did yeah. Sean Connery think he would actually have to turn into lightning? I just think Sean Connery didn't want to walk. <laughs> uh, Danny Glover, Sean Connery movie, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I, damn, I should have guessed Danny Glover. As Danny Jax? Glover. No, no, as Raiden. That would have been cool. I'm okay. Sure, I'm, whatever. Raiden I'm can be board. black. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, where are they? Um. Mariska Hargitay audition for Princess Katana. Did anyone else think maybe Gal Gadot somehow was like a vampire and this was like a younger version of Gal Gadot in this movie for a minute? Maybe. Oh, for for the as for Kat- Katana? Yeah, I was like, what oh, the fuck? Funny. Why is Gal Gadot in Mortal Kombat? I can see her playing Gal. I can see her playing Katana in like 2007 <laughs> or like 2012 or something. You want to be the banshee like mother of Katana now? Don't worry, guys. He's returning for Fast X. We're getting that uh, another time. Good. Uh, you guys want to take two guesses on who was considered for the role of Johnny Cage? I mean, it's got to be Jackie it's... Chan, right? Like that would be like the top of the list. Mid Johnny 90s Cage, Jackie Chan. Oh, for Johnny. Yeah, I thought we already did Johnny. We already Cage. picked. We already no, no, uh, yeah, okay, sorry. There was two more that I just came across. Oh. Uh, oh God. Nick Keanu Reeves. Cage. Cage. Uh, Johnny Depp and Tom Cruise. Johnny. Depp. Tom Cruise uh, as Johnny Cage would have been fucking dope. This movie would have been they they would have had to make the him the star. <laughs> uh, as it should that, be. Johnny Cage should be your main character. Yeah. He he'd be a good lead. Dude, Tom yeah. they would have had to shoot it weird because you know Tom Cruise is a midget, but yeah. Can I say that? He, is that an offensive word I just used? I maybe. My he's, pants um, now? He's short. <laughs> Uh, Jason Scott Lee audition for uh, Lu-, Lu Kang. He's the actor that played uh, Bruce Lee in the Bruce Lee documentary. He's also um, he was in the Lion King adult movie. Was the Lion King the live action? But like porn? Yeah. <laughs> you the live action CG Lion King? Fucking bullshit. God, oh, sorry, no, 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 sorry. Jungle Book, Jungle Book. Oh, he was in the, the he was in which, the live action Jungle Book on, in ninety four. Which live action Jungle Book? There's uh, been so many. Nineteen ninety four. There was a that's the end. Wasn't that the original? No, the original was a cartoon. Yeah. Oh, he, okay. He was Don't also you in. Want me? He was also Don't in Balls of Fury as the little girl's protector. Um. However, fun facts here. Um. Being an orangutan, yeah, they had <laughs> someone already signed to be Sonya Blade. That wasn't uh, Miss Sampras, Renee uh, Russo, the Stamos wife, <laughs> Stamos ex-wife, Rebecca yeah. Romain. Yeah, that one. Uh, no, it was actually uh, Cameron Diaz was the. What? She probably what? would have also been bad in that role, but yeah, she no. broke. So she broke her wrist and she had to back out. And originally it was it was gonna be Miss Sampras, but um she went on <laughs> she's she went on to do Billy Madison, but as the casting and all that went longer, once oh, she shit, that done, is her. Veronica once she got done with, bingo. Once she got yeah. done with Billy Madison, they were like, Hey, you want the role? And she's like, Okay. That's like sure, like I'll come back. Damn. So before we go too far down the road here, I just want to shout out one thing I have in my notes. Yeah, we haven't gone that far in the movie, dude. Yeah, there's a well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, we're running through little 
trivias, but uh, there's yeah. a a moment where Liu Kang does he gets a telegram telling him his brother's dead. Is that how that goes down? Yes, in the beginning. Yeah. So that I I cracked up because he just like pulls out this what my brother's dead. <laughs> it's very funny. Also, where does he live? Where his apartment's just green? Yeah, but yeah. I, I love that whole thing. Like, oh no, he's a bitch now because he moved to the United States of America. Yeah, like they they tried to they tried to like reference they tried to eat like too much soup on one spoon bite or like to put too much soup on one spoonful. <laughs> it's like I think you're trying to put too much soup on yeah. one spoonful. What the fuck are you talking about? No, there's like they tried to like reference too many video game characters in this movie. Like they 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 spread they, they their called shit was his spread. brother his ancestor. Which is well, also you have funny. To remember. <laughs> and also like yes, there is a ton of like movie references because you have to remember that Luke Kang is from the like the Kung Lao, yeah, like group, like, like his well, ancestors is like Kung Lao. No, but Kung Lao is his brother. But in the, the like, the but Quinn, they, uh, whatever their group, whatever their clan is called, yeah, the Quin Shay. No, that's that's Sub Zero's people. But it's something they do they do off the line. Like one of the lines is like, uh. Like it's like the fighting out of the corner here. It's like uh, he's fighting out of the like Kung Lao's group, like tribe type thing. His well, yeah, but he said he was like Liu Kang's like descendant. Like he definitely yeah, he's a, he, that, like, yes, he's a descendant of Kung Lao. That's what that's the word we're looking for. Kung Lao <laughs> descendant. But Kung Lao was his brother. Not in this movie, my dude. Not in this movie. Wait. Um. He's not. <laughs> no, he says he's a descendant of Kung Lao. How would your yeah. How would your brother be a, your like? How would you be a descendant of your brother? I don't know. This movie, the writing in this movie, is stupid. I thought they again, were just been... again. Nate's point. <laughs> Nate, the the thing is, these these movies invented most of the back backstories for all of our characters. Like, I think they. Also, I think they don't give a shit. <laughs> that too. Also, can we give it up to uh, Shang Tsung? How awesome he was! Oh yeah, he was great. He just loves loves saying, uh, "Your soul is mine." He no, went he into the movie flawless victory the... when they clearly got shots on the other person. He went into the audition dressed up, and they're like, "Yep, you're our guy." Oh, your soul I... will be mine. So so funny. Yeah, he's so threatening. Uh, yeah. White Lotus Society is what he is a member of, oh, of the oh, Wuxie nice. Academy. Wuxie. Also, one of my favorite little lines that stuck in my head was when uh, Raiden says, "Look, it has begun." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's the way he said it. You know, yeah, it's it's begun. He like he doesn't he, normally when you say it has begun, it's like big and threatening. But he was all he's like, "It look. has begun." He's like, "Look, it has begun." <laughs> This tournament that's not a tournament and in fact has no grand champion and or winners or losers besides the people whose souls I steal. And also a little funny, uh, funny. I can't remember from Mortal Kombat 1, 2, 3, moving on. If Scorpion, like, sometimes he throws a rope and sometimes it's a thing that comes out of him. It switches. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. that's like that weird thing about, like, in this, it's like in the, get over here! And like, the spear he has that comes out of his hand is alive. Like, as alive, and it explodes on the tree. Does he ever? Act, does he? He never does the move. I he never does it can... again. 
Well, he never like does get over here to anybody. Nope. Get down here. Which is heartbreaking. <laughs> I guess they, they have a hard time. Like, I mean, it'd be it... hard to be like okay with it because if that goes through someone, they're gonna die. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you got to do like another. You have to do like another Outworld character, someone that could survive that. The the or movie he could have was... just actually had a fight that he could have won. Yeah, the movie yeah. was PG thirteen, so like that they could have found a way. Me. Like, yeah. come on, dude, it's fucking Mortal Kombat. It's gore and blood. It should be R. Although they, they gotta they, get they, those kids in there, though. They 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 wanted so like because they but wanted the film to have R a... makes the kids want to go see it that much more. Yeah, yeah they, I they, think they... that's some cynical. Ex- sorry, so that's some cynical executive shit. I think making this PG thirteen. It's because they're saying that they have the film they have. They wanted PG-13 rating while staying close to possible to the video game. The producers talked intensively with the rating board to lean the precise limitate to learn the precise limitations of the rating to attempt to create optimize the amount of violence and foul language in the film with within those limitations. Was there for any instance, foul language? For instance, the the PG-13 rating <laughs> forbids on screen death, but only of a human character. So they have uh, all the deaths of non-humans take place on screen. So Kato's not a person. He didn't die on screen. That's true. We just saw Sonia's shoulders slightly twist. <laughs> That's funny. She twisted. Uh, Shang Tsung. He gets knocked off the edge, and you don't see him until the after. I love how we established them as not human characters, even though you know they look a hundred percent human. Yeah, Goro gets knocked off the ledge. That you see that death. Uh, he, Art, he, die, he doesn't die on screen. He just falls into yeah. fucking the abyss. Art, the Keith character of the movie, he gets stomped by Goro and you don't see it because you see the Johnny Cage reaction of no! <laughs> um, another thing about Johnny Cage is uh, the act, the, and, and the director encouraged ad-libbed dialogue. Mm, so that director shouldn't do that. <laughs> The quips of from Johnny Cage of uh, "Thank God I didn't ask him to park the car," and those were five hundred dollars sunglasses, asshole. All were ad libbed by him. I retract my statement. Those lines were one hundred percent needed and awesome. That's funny. Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage was perfect in this movie. He Johnny Cage and Liu Kang were perfect, and what yep. those like characters should be in this movie. Yeah, and they captured probably, the energy. <laughs> Probably Shang Tsung was probably also perfect. Shang to me, uh, Shang Tsung, Liu Kang, Johnny Cage, they were great. I would say Sonya and Raiden were on the same level of like, hey, they were there. Yeah, dude, I would give that to Raiden. Sonya, she sucked to me, and I don't. I'm putting too much on the actress for it. It was just the females in this movie were terribly written as nothing more than like. They're gonna be in love with the male characters, and it was it doesn't help. Stupid. It doesn't help that the plot of the movie is for Sonya. She's out for Kano, but I don't trust anybody. But then, like Cage and Lou are like, "We're gonna help you out." And it's like, "I don't need backup." <laughs> but then, but when Scorpion and Sub Zero show up, she's like, "I got this." And then they freeze her gun, and then Scorpion shows like, "Look what I got!" With his hand gesture, with the the spear, and it's just like. Oh, you can't fight them. Dude, that scene of Scorpion freezing the gun though, that was badass. Oh, when they walk in the like when they introduce they when they in introduce the boat. Zero in yeah. the boat. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. That was a good part. 
Sonia, how are you? Uh, what are you doing? It's like, I'm here for find a murderer. There was a lot of murderers on this boat. <laughs> like, We've all murdered Sonia. You've got to be more specific. You're about yeah. to murder too. <laughs> yeah. We didn't get to see Kano's eye laser. So, oh, they set fun, it up too. Fun fact about the actor that played Kano. Uh, what was his um, accent? Australian. I'm attempting to be Australian? <laughs> Bingo! Attempting, right? He's British, so like, but then he he portrayed the Australian accent. Yeah, uh, he has passed away, and he basically kept that going until he passed away to be like, yeah, it's just been. Um, <laughs> he just started living as Kano after Mortal Kombat. Basically, it's not a bad decision. Yeah. <laughs> Kano was a terrible human being. What do you mean that's not a bad decision? <laughs> I don't know, he's got a cool eye laser. I don't know. It's pretty cool. He doesn't <laughs> he get to use people like completely all the time. Yeah. And he uh slices people's ears, smiles, necks, ear to ear. Jesus you know? Christ, Keith, are you high this morning? What is wrong with you? <laughs> what happened know. to you at the New Year's Eve party? We haven't talked about the fact that we're in 2023 yet. Happy uh happy 23 experts. I get that uh, you two are trying to forget what happened at the party with my Christmas present to you two of the double-sided dildo, but like. <laughs> it's still, it's still in me. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, <laughs> in the earlier movie script though, Sonya Blade was going to spare Kano's life, refusing to fall prey to Strang Song's scheme while declaring that nobody owned her. Okay. But yeah, that's all I want to say. Oh man. How would that... That's so boring. <laughs> I mean, the scene itself was still kind of boring, but that just yeah. sounds. Can like we? Awful. One of the like, scenes that I makes talk... me really actually like the scene they went with instead of that mm-hmm. idea. One of one of the scenes I like, and it, in the bad way, it's the scene of Sonya chasing Kano through the the club, and she like legit shoots somebody in the middle of the club, and everyone keeps dancing. <laughs> like I they're, think they're sh- trying they're... to say it's too loud to tell that a shotgun blast went off. Would be but like, in John yes. Wick, when one when one bullet goes off, it they're scattering like because <laughs> John Wick actually realizes that gunshots are very very loud. Yeah, especially like a shotgun to that size that would have thrown that small woman what? across the fucking room. One of the one of the scenes I thought was funny, and I just made the joke about was when they're all uh when they eat dinner for the first time. In the main hall, and then like they're gonna show off an exhibition of Sub Zero versus some random oil boy, and <laughs> like Luke Kang sits down. It's within a minute. Then like they tear all the tables apart. All <laughs> that food just flipped on the like, floor. All that food. What the fuck? Yeah, couldn't just you know. There's hungry kids in Africa, Shang Tsung. What the fuck? <laughs> they're hungry. God, that's such a racist line. Why did that become a thing in this country? That's so racist. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, <laughs> Keith, you would like this. Uh, who was the director was supposed to be in the beginning with Johnny Cage? Oh, God. This is the part when you fall down and like Johnny Cage like, where the hell do you find all these people? And he's like, Johnny, you got to come back. Johnny. And he's like on the like. Oh, that, ca- chair. Oh, that character. Yeah. That's right. Who was he supposed to be? I don't know. Who was that? He looked was, like Spielberg, right? It was it, he is supposed to be Spielberg. Okay. Fucking because, nailed it. Because Steven Spielberg was supposed to be in the movie for that one scene, but he couldn't 
time. So they just time. put in a lookalike? That's hilarious. Yes. Uh, Spielberg is a uh, fan of the Mortal Kombat. And well, why didn't that douchebag to... direct one? Maybe we'd get a good one finally. That'd be hilarious if Steven, Steven Spielberg is like a thousand years old now if he decides to do Mortal Kombat. <laughs> All right, Luke, I, you're going to punch him. But yeah, he was supposed to uh, be in it for that scene, but they since he couldn't make time, they just kind of, let's fill in the role of... He couldn't make 15 minutes out of his day to shoot a fucking scene? Yes. Yeah, he was making Saving Private Ryan or something. <laughs> I can well, tell you right now, hang on. masterpiece. Uh, what a fucking bitch. His Schindler's uh, List was done. And that, came, that was 93. 93 between, Schindler's whatever, List. Whatever between I'm Schindler's on List and Saving Private Ryan. I'm on it right now, kid. Uh, do, 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 do. That's 04. Uh, 95, he was filming... Oh, man. Well, it might have been Private Ryan. The movie probably took a few years. Ninety-five. Ryan came out in ninety-eight. Yeah, he did Armstead in ninety-seven, but yeah. he was but in ninety-one he did Hook, ninety-three Jurassic Park, ninety-three Schindler's List, and then ninety-seven was Lost World Jurassic Park. Oh, I forgot he, he did was, this. <laughs> he wasn't even doing Dick All. Dude, that's yeah. crazy. He did Schindler's List and Jurassic Park came out the same year. What a what a rock star. <laughs> I mean, he's not known as one of the greatest directors ever for no reason. Yeah. Dude, I'm looking at his wiki right now and a lot of them slap. <laughs> yeah, Steven's yeah, there's a reason. Like yeah. what that 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 one that he did, the musical is supposed to be pretty amazing that I never watched. Oh, West Side Story? Yeah. Was, yeah, I guess West Side okay. Story. It's okay. Yeah. Zen Zen liked it. Like West Side Story is one of Zen's favorite movies. Yeah. And like she's just watching and then I'm going like this scene doesn't take place here. This scene doesn't take place here. It yeah. takes place here and here, and but yeah, um, yeah. The, I guess that that movie was like like didn't make a ton of money, but all like the smart movie people that I pay attention to were like, yeah, that movie was actually like really good. It came <laughs> out at a weird time though, yeah. where like movies still weren't like people still weren't going yeah. to movies, mm-hmm. like unless uh, it's like a Disney movie. Yeah. Uh, what else? The where is he? The actor that plays Scorpion was just supposed to be the stunt coordinator. Um, the actor that played Sub Zero was the highest degree in like karate, so like legit karate. All he did um, was like slowly walk around. <laughs> yeah, but at the time, you know. Yeah. Hey, man, to, and uh, with a uh, karate people, you know, don't <laughs> don't piss them off. Yeah. They're they're roundhouse, yeah. Uh, what else do we have? Anything else? Yeah, uh, again, the art art character was funny. I like the fact, like, we are talking about earlier, about, like, Johnny Cage is a fraud at karate. Like, well, he's a movie star, so of course, right? Should... Well, wasn't the premise that he was actually really good? Yeah, he was, yes. like, a world-renowned trained yeah. fighter, but, like, they were always like, oh, no, his movies are fake. Like the tabloids, yeah. I did love that. I do love that line, though, of this yeah. is the part where you fall down. It's good. And then I, like, the Johnny Cage to me was down. just so good in this movie. Outside of the Goro fight, that was trash. Hey man, that was awesome. Awesome! It's three punches. He did his move though. He did his. Nuts. He did his he move. Did, he did the yeah. splits. That's his. Yeah. That's his. That's his move. That and the. the that yeah, and it, the. Uh, it would have been cooler if that's how kick. he killed him. Like if he chased him around up to that part and then dropped down and punched him in the nuts and then Goro fell off the top. 
You have to remember. You have to remember, though, that wasn't part of the plan. He ran away and then he realized he was trapped. So he had to think of something to do. And when you're on a cliff and you're being chased by a uh, eight, eight, a four armed man, what do you do? I can punch him in the groin. See what happens. He did punch him in the groin then, though. He punched him at the beginning. That's what I would have done. That's what everybody would have done. You know what's disappointing? I'm I'm looking back to all my, at least in the Mortal Kombat movies I've seen, like no one ever does like a true Mortal Kombat uppercut. Yeah, that's like yeah you don't get that sweet like duck down. Duck, and up, then they yeah. fly like ten feet in the air. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Um. I, some of the disappointing stuff is like for me. That's <laughs> Keith and I just have railed against this movie the I whole mean, time. Yeah, it's so funny talking about disappointing stuff in Mortal Kombat because I mean the movie sucks. Like, <laughs> fire. It's it fucking is terrible. no it's great i more combat till i die baby <laughs> it's it's like the i it's the 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 fight between sub-zero and Liu kang and it's like him fighting katana and he's like she's like dude i'm gonna give up this fight but you're going to face someone you know a warrior that you have to think of like what's what makes you live and stuff like some type of he was the know, element of life <laughs> element of life and it's just like water oh and then like you know like, everything katana i'm just like and then like going when you get into the tower you will have to face these three things like bitch no shit she's ten thousand. like they, they could have made a cool like they should have made her scary she wasn't she like, had no blue too- on her yeah, she wasn't scary. I think enough, it was purple blue. It was like that. They try. I don't know. There's but no yeah, fans. There's just, there's just ugh. yeah. Well, it's because like almost all her scenes got edited out because there's supposed to be more of a love story with her and uh, him, but they didn't do much, so they just had to have her be, um, you know, like the plot pusher. Like, oh, this is what yeah. you have to do now. Um, but yeah, like seeing Sub Zero and Luke Kane, like, oh hell, we here we go, and then all of a sudden it's like. Oh, you're just gonna do a big giant orb of of like ice, and then oh, water, and then the giant spear, you know, spike. Like, come on. Then they didn't really try very hard to convince me that a water could come out of a bucket like that. No, he threw right? the bucket, and the fucking bottom of it was flying at Sub Zero, and then somehow it turned into a giant icicle. Yeah, they. She should have used like a squirt gun or a hose or something. <laughs> I think out of thing out of all soaker. Yeah. <laughs> and then like yeah, but like also like she shows up and then that's when he comes up with the inspiration of water, uh, water and ice. Out yeah. of all three mass men fights of Scorpion, Sub Zero, and Reptile, Reptiles is the best fight. Oh, it's it's not even close. It's an actual fight. Yeah. But um oh I I gotta have one more silly moment shout out with Raiden okay. when he does he, when he, he Raiden full and does a slow clap at one part. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Your get why they made Raiden that way. Like Raiden's like super smart and mystical in the games, and they're just like, now nah, we're gonna make him fucking a jokester. Is it possible <laughs> because they have uh Christopher Lambert as Raiden here? <laughs> so, yeah, we tried to make him scary. We tried, yeah. The dude's the Highlander. Yeah. Highlander's terrifying. <laughs> Can you name me any other movie that he's done besides Highlander? No. I mean, do I need to? Highlander. <laughs> there can be only one, Joseph. <laughs> oh, Highlander. Oh, Highlander. Uh, Sorry. And more combat, 
Thank I you for that, that one. That was funny. I uh, more, in Mortal Kombat 11, though, they uh, came out with skins of Sonya, Raiden, and Johnny yeah. Cage from this movie. It's yeah, they weird did. that it took that long for that to happen, if I'm you know honest. What, you know what one pisses me off is that they never made that like Jaguar dude or character in any of the games after the movie. The Just, guy from this from the movie? Yeah, the, the guy, Liu Kang first fight. Yeah. Because they've they've they do a lot of weird like dumb meta characters in like the later games, and they could have just thrown them in there. It would have been a cool reference. Did anyone else notice the guy, the white guy in the background who is part of Earthrealm, who just had on like a flannel sleeveless shirt the whole time? Yeah, (laughs) I'm like, what is that guy's story? Like, what's what's he all about? See, that'd be a good character too. He can win. Or do you think they should have just? Or do you think they should have just thrown somebody in that we know from the movies? Yeah. I I'm amazed at why they threw in so many fucking stupid shit characters that aren't part of Mortal Kombat for no reason. <laughs> I get that you probably only had one two at the time to draw from, but it, like there's still way there's more. There's like characters. twelve people. There's twelve characters in the Mortal Kombat in the yeah. one video game. I'm going to Mortal Kombat one video game here. Let's see. <laughs> I mean, two We're was g- out at this point too, though, wasn't it? Yeah, but I'm just looking up characters. So in Mortal Kombat 1, there's only uh, two, four, six, seven characters. Johnny Cage, Kano, Liu Kang, Raiden, Scorpion, Sonya Blade, and Sub-Zero. Check, check, check. So all seven. Two has so many more. I'm moving up. Hang on. There's Jax. Yeah, two's got quite a few. I'm going up to two now. Two had a ton. Combat two. There's a bunch of people in two that I don't even recognize because they're not in future games. All right, here we go. We have have Baraka, we have Jax, who's in this movie, Johnny Cage movie, Katana movie, Kung Lao mentioned, Liu Kang, Melina, not in it, Raiden, Reptile, Scorpion, Shang Tsung, and Sub Zero. So in this movie, it's Kung Lao and Melina are not in, and Baraka. Or not in this movie. <laughs> so we bumped little... up from seven to uh, four, eight, 16 characters. Nice. No, sorry, 12 characters. My math is horrendous. There's also uh, five non playable characters because there's Jade, Kentaro, Noob, Saibot, Shao Kahn, and Smoke are non playable characters in the game. What, what did you guys think of the end? Of the idea of them <laughs> winning Mortal Kombat and then like they're celebrating and like Raiden's like, what took you so long? It's like, you could have done something. You could have done something. If if Shao Tsung, if uh, Shang Tsung is breaking the rules, you could probably break the rules, tough guy. No, because as Keith pointed out, he's a fucking lame ass loser who doesn't break rules. Yeah, he's a nerd. <laughs> nerd. And then then a giant projection of Shao Kahn shows up. It's like. All right, my turn. And Raiden's like, I don't think so. As a child, <laughs> as a child, that was probably the coolest thing that had ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a, that idea of like Shao Kahn just appearing in the sky, like the size of the Earth in front of you, is pretty cool, <laughs> right? And it's like you will not, you, you will not, you know, go on any further. And it's like so. I get the fact like there it's the like a teaser for a sequel if it ever happened, but it does. But it's like spoiler alert. But it's like didn't we just do Mortal Kombat? So we're fine. Like it's over. We just won more. Yeah, I thought Kombat. we had twenty five years till the next tournament. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> not, not, no. Who knows? 
Apparently, we have five minutes. Again, twenty-five years later. Again, that movie slapped, and no one has aged. Just like what fucking franchise did we just watch where that happened? Oh, The Purge. Oh yeah, Purge. Just weird time passing. Yeah. It's been 45 years. Dude looks like he's aged a year. Checks yeah. out. Um, Frank Grillo would be a good Mortal Kombat casting. There it is. There it is. <laughs> he should be Baraka. Um, Baraka. Um, anything else, boys? Uh, yeah, um, I like that there was a lot of anonymous henchmen in this movie. That was kind of a nice... A nice old nineties thing. <laughs> I like the fight. I like the fight scene in the in the Kano diner. You know, when the Mortal Kombat music plays for the second time out of the three to- four four yeah. times it plays total. Which by the way, I fucking enjoyed. I enjoyed the yeah. Mortal Kombat being played as many times as possible. By the way, they played it at a really weird part of the start of the movie. Like they played it at like the title card. Like before yes, or, oh, sorry, sorry, before the title card. Like when they're entered like the production company, whoever I forget whatever production company, but they played it over that logo. Which is so cool. Instead of over Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I, I, uh, I like it when they start do like when they alter the music, like when they showed whatever, like 20th Century Fox, when they show like a weird 20th Century Fox. It was Fox. like New Line Cinema. Yeah, that like, one. New Line Cinema popped mm-hmm. up, but you're Mortal Kombat. Yeah, <laughs> that was a nice touch. Uh, I like that, but then again, with Raiden, he's there, and then he's like, "Hey, nice job." What about them? And then, like turns around, there's like 40 henchmen ready to fight, and he's like. I don't think so. And throws shows that you can do lightning. Just lightning them. I don't care. Raiden never fights one time. Nope, not once. He like threatens that, multiple times, but never fights. Like a fight, a Raiden. I don't know. What Raiden's but, technically an elder god. Is that what he is? Yeah, or he's yeah. just a regular yeah. god. They yeah, would have had a hard. There. They would have had a hard time making a Raiden fight look cool in that movie. I think with the effects. He would have threw his hat. That's all they would have done. Yeah. Do you need anything more though? That's so classic. By the way, talking about this makes me want to play Mortal Kombat. Or like, well, if, if you, you want the, the smoke, you... yeah. <laughs> what kid? Oh, they could have done the Raiden move where he does the grab, where he holds him and electrifies him. I think yeah. they could have done that. I mean, they did the uh, Liu Kang like bicycle kick through the air thing. Mm-hmm. They could have done the like the across the map yeah. two fist thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny. I got I was just thinking about it, uh, reminding. I the ending is like pretty funny of like that Johnny Cage and Shao, uh, Shang Tsung came to agreement that if he got Goro, Shang Tsung can challenge anybody he wants for the final battle tournament. And he's like, I'm taking Sonya because she's <laughs> the weakest of you three. <laughs> but like she can just say like, no, I'm good. Dude, that whole story was weird because it felt like Shao Kahn wanted to fuck her or not Shao Kahn. Um, Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung wanted to fuck her for the whole movie. He was like, mm, my Sonya, how I want to lick your lips. Yeah. I'm like, that's a weird scene. I don't know why they put that in there. It's more it's, combat. I, the whole thing was so weird. I didn't get any part of that. Yeah, but then like, then she he takes her to his like castle and he, she's like, he's like, I'm going to challenge you. And he's like, she's, I'm no, I'm not fighting you. She's like, I, lol, nah, bro. At the, at the time, it. At that time, I thought it was awesome when they like they like unveiled themselves to be like the monks behind the you know behind the <laughs> under the hood in 1995. I thought that was like, oh snap, they got him. My friends will be here. 
we already are here bum bum yeah i'm like that's all yeah. like at that time i was awesome i just had a you know, a cheese grin when i'm like ah, yep there it is there's that uh See, dynamic dialogue some power, some power rangers shit that's yep. when the movie i thought was at its best was when it was delving into that cheese it was when the movie was taking itself too serious that i was like what are we doing Mortal what are we Kombat. doing it got it got the movie lost itself really quickly when it tried to like move storyline along it like got got lost (laughs) when you were having your internet when you were lost i brought that up the outworld yeah when you got sent when your portal went to outworld on accident i brought that up about how there were scenes in this movie that felt like it was rushed felt like this scene's out of place um it was just anytime there was dialogue dialogue failed so epically in this movie yeah, the, the storyboard was really flimsy that they were working with. <laughs> and it's, it's like, like uh, now we're in this fight. Yeah. Now we're in this fight. <laughs> yeah. And it's like the scene from like when Johnny Cage and um Luke Kane are walking down the street in Outer World and like she's like, This is this dialogue. <laughs> it's like, okay, this is weird. And Luke Cage or Luke Cage was just like Luke Cage, Johnny Cage Johnny was Cage. just like, Why am I here? What am I doing? Yeah. Like, why is he a bitch all of a sudden? What are we? Well, why? <laughs> because we came to the conclusion in the movie that Liu Kang is the one. And I made the Matrix joke oh. when he when he was facing Shang Tsung. I'm like, he's starting to believe. Nice. And by the way, his, his little now, now that you pointed out his little runs, like his little run yeah. up the stairs was so such yeah. a funny edit. Like that's the best thing we can do. Okay. Um. Okay, you guys want to take a guess what the budget for this movie was? God, they had to put in that CG in the mid nineties. It's probably something four. I'm gonna say like 39. 18 million. Yeah. I bet a yeah. good chunk of that went to that fucking terrible CG. No. Oh. Um the gross of this movie, it only was domestic in the United States. No international here. Um, seventy million. Nice. <laughs> it was a. I mean, Mortal Kombat is and forever will be a pretty big cultural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. It's just part of, especially of uh, the millennial generation. Mortal Kombat's a pretty big part of our cultural lives. Uh, let's go to the box office for August eighteenth, nineteen ninety five. August eighteenth through the twentieth of nineteen ninety five. Ooh, this is gonna be bad, I'm guessing. <laughs> Coming in number ten in its second week with two point three million, a kid in King Arthur's Court. Okay, never mind. That was pretty good. I have seen that movie. That movie slaps. Yeah, I have too. Uh, number nine in its first week with three point four million, The Babysitters Club. Never watched it. I did read some. Of I know of I was it. A kid yeah. though. Number eight in its eighth week with three point six million, a little old movie called Apollo Thirteen. Yep. Definitely have seen that movie. Uh, number seven in its fourth week with 3.7 million, The Net. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of her, I watched uh, that movie she was in in 2022 this week. Which one? What the fuck, what's it called? Hold on. Let me pull up. Uh, uh, the, the, the Channing Tatum one? Oh, that yeah. was good. I liked it. <laughs> eh, it was good, but it could have been better. Yeah, it was charming. Sandra Bullock so... slaps, though. I love Sandra Bullock. Yeah, she's you're a gonna, movie star. You're, you're going to look it up? or 
What? You're going to tease the movie? Tease what movie? The Sandra Bullock movie. Oh, oh, hell yeah. That damn that's on that that came out that summer. N- N- net did. I'm talking the one Ricky just talked. Well, he's like, I just watched the Sandra Bullock movie. What movie? And it's like, oh, he said, he said it. Yeah, we already talked about it. What movie? Lost City. The Lost City. Oh, that's what it was called. I forgot yeah. it. Uh, number six <laughs> in the third Where the week. Fuck with did Joe points. go for a second there? Over there hitting that damn bong. I went to Outer World. <laughs> uh, number six. That's what Joe I'm going to name like, my weed We brought someday. up a female actress and Joe just completely turned <laughs> yeah. his brain off. Go get me started. Now, uh, number six in its third week with 5.1 million, Babe. Seen that movie. Number five oh, in God, its fourth we could week. Do babe. There's no, two Babe movies. No, we're going to pass on that. Uh, number babe. five in its fourth <laughs> week with 5.3 million, Waterworld. Damn, that movie fucking slaps. Seen that movie. I've seen all but one of these movies so far. Uh, number four uh, in its third week with five million. It's uh, something to talk about. It is a Julia sounds- Roberts, Dennis Quaid rom com. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen that. I was gonna say that sounds like Danny DeVito. <laughs> no, uh, number f- uh, three in its second week with seven million. A walk in the clouds is a Keanu movie. I haven't seen that one. Like an old war Keanu movie. Wow, Keith, Keith, we've seen the cover plenty of times. It's him with a, mm-hmm. like a hat and suspenders Yo, yep, on. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, see, <laughs> I know that picture. Uh, number two in its second week with ten million, Dangerous Minds. Michael Douglas. No, the hello, the Coolio Michelle oh. Pfeiffer movie. Oh, the Gangster's uh, Paradise. Gangster's Paradise. Yep, yeah. I have that not actually seen right. that movie. I've, I've I've heard of the music. Uh, the first means, Paradise. There it is. So that means for the number one movie, it's Mortal Kombat with twenty three million. Wow. So let's go to the ratings, shall we? Um, IMDb gives this a five point eight out of ten. And then Rotten Tomato, all it's just critics because it's an older movie. Forty five. So rotten. And audience gave it a 57, but that's still rotten. Keith, what's uh, Mr. Uh, Ebert has to say? So he didn't, at least I couldn't find one, an official written review. It was featured on their television show, Siskel and Ebert at the movies. I think that show was called Siskel and Ebert. I believe it was, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, they, I think Roger Ebert kind of, he said some of the stuff that we kind of talked about that. The movie was entertaining but stupid. <laughs> That's kind of that was sort of the gist. But um, you know, they liked it more than they thought they would, but they didn't like it a ton. Okay. And I think that sums it up pretty good. But so before we glaze them, we're going to be ranking some stuff here. We have for this movie uh, franchise, we have best kill, best fight. Who's our main, aka our MVP? Who's our main fighter? And the biggest wink towards the game. Let's do uh, best kill. My vote is the this is the part where you fall down. With Goro? That's a good kill. It's not a good fight, but it's a good kill. I I mean, I still think the best kill has got to be at the end when Liu Kang kicks Shao Tsung down and he gets a fucking spike through his chest. Oh, yeah. That that, that was good, too. It It was violent. Pretty right, unbloody for what happened, but yeah. still probably the like he it did actually felt like an impactful kill. 
He did disappear though when like when Luke Kane looks down and sees the rest of the gang looking up at him, like it's over, and like they're standing over the body of Shang Tsung, but like he just like dusted away. He got snapped. Yeah. He got blipped. Well, because all the souls have been released. <laughs> um best kill. I kind of want to go with the $500 glasses, <laughs> asshole, with Goro, just because that's what me and Keith t- say to each other almost all the time. So, well, it was um, it's, the fu- it's the part I think about, like, with, before I, like, without ever thinking about it or watching the movie. Like, I just think about that scene every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I do too. But it, it's going to go with Shang Tsung plot twist. Right. Uh, Shang Tsung, just because it is a, like, who knows? Goro might have survived. Well, it also feels like a more Mortal Kombat kill. Like it feels yeah. like an actual fatality, kicking someone off the map, down mm-hmm. into the spikes. Like that's actual eh, like Mortal. I could have won. I could have won with Scorpion with the hit, getting the uh, fire shield through the head and his head blowing up. Oh, that was the closest we got to like a real blood fa- because it like was fatality. a non-human. Scorpion like did his fatality move. Yeah, because I was a yeah, non-human. But then he died. Yeah. So best fight. Who who who's taking on Liu Kang? <sighs> See, my vote is the controversial one here. I think it's Johnny Cage Scorpion. No, that's not the best fight. Because <laughs> there's no good choreography in this movie. But... No, there's not. <laughs> I think best fight to me is probably Liu Kang Reptile, because I felt like the most like actual fight. Had some stakes. <laughs> um, like I'm going to get... The Paramount one is the Shang Tsung Liu Kang fight, but like yeah. the one that felt the most like an actual fight to me is Liu Kang Reptile. <laughs> I'm like I'm in that pickle again because like this, I this huge. <laughs> I know I gave one to Rick already, so I'm gonna give one to Keith. <laughs> We're gonna go Johnny Cage yes. Scorpion because it is more memory in the way memorable and the fact of also to my biggest fan johnny cage post not and he bleeds lava <laughs> and he bleeds lava so stupid oh uh get down here who's your who's your main fighter uh i mean is that a question in this movie it's johnny cage johnny cage is my man mine's lou king so keith oh shit <laughs> i mean this one's always so like up to the person though this is never yeah, yeah. like we yeah. all have to yeah if you're if, 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 cage mine if was we're Lou, talking if we're talking the video games i'm going scorpion if we're talking this movie we're talking movie i'm gonna go johnny cage johnny cage okay. carried this movie only just because he's the most charming luke hang was they they had an opportunity for the audience surrogate and didn't take it and then uh johnny cage is pretty styling and charming in this movie Okay, so now for the last one, the biggest wink to the game. Uh, we had a lot of them. Uh, flawless victory is mine. Flawless victory, <laughs> your soul is mine. The scene where Reptile becomes the body and goes, Reptile. Because anytime Reptile popped up, that's what happened in the game. Um, uh, yeah, the flawless Johnny victory K- thing. Flawless victory. Because they wouldn't let it go. It was like every win, flawless victory. Motherfucker, flawless victory means you didn't get touched. Even the poor, like, unnamed black guy got some shots. Art. His name is Art. They never really gave his name. Don't don't give me that bullshit. That's funny. Like, he got some shots into Goro. Like, what the fuck? That's not a flawless victory. Goro's bar would have had a couple, like, 
dips into yeah. red. His like, name was art. Flawless Victory. Like, if they had just used Flawless Victory when Sub-Zero froze that guy and he shattered, that would have made sense. Sub-Zero didn't get touched and killed the man instantly. Yeah. That's a Flawless Victory. <laughs> All right. I guess let's uh let's head on down to uh outer glaze and let's glaze some stars. Joseph Lussell, Keith Sweatland, <laughs> Ricky Marticelli, Glazing Combat. <laughs> glaze. All right, Joe, who's going first? Uh, how about you? All right. I've been thinking about this for a good long while now, and I I love this movie. This movie is bad good to me. So I'm technically yeah, sucks. Plot sucks. Acting's bad. Writing bad. But it hits the heart. It hits <laughs> yeah. the heart. But I'm I'm gonna let in the in the in the Mortal Kombat fight. Nostalgia is about to uppercut quality <laughs> into the air, and quality is gonna land on some spikes in the pit. <laughs> yeah. So nostalgia. I'm shameless. This is a Hot cocoa ass movie, so three and a half. Hell yeah! I love you go through all of that to still add in a three Hell and a yeah. half. Yeah. yeah, at least I think he added the half during the movie during, yeah. the, during the show. Yeah, I'll be honest. Quality uh, evaded that uppercut <laughs> and then did a little bit of get over here for me. It's a two and a half. Like nice. this oh. did not age well. Oh, oh. And it just oh. can only overcome so much with two well acted spots for me. Oh, my, it it hit it it fucking Johnny caged my nuts of nostalgia with how bad this movie was. Joe do five, Joe do five <laughs> for the first movie in the twenty twenty three for us. Five, no, no. Um, I'm. Well, it was in the Tokyo Dome, so Joe gives yeah, it six yeah, stars. Six yeah. stars. Well, we are in Wrestle Kingdom time frame, so yeah, six stars. Um, I love this movie. I know <laughs> it's bad. I know it's cheesy. The nostalgia, it still hits for me. I, this is one of those movies that I would, if it's on, I'll probably just go to it and see where it's at. Like, that's to <laughs> me one of these movies. for me. So for me, it'd be three and a half as well. So that'll open our year up with a solid uh, 3.16 on that old rating um not quite the 4.9 we opened 2022 up with well matrix hello so <laughs> before we pre-glaze for more combat too let's pre i will tell you remind you what you pre-glazed for the final time of 2022 oh hell yeah uh me and Rick, uh, me and keith gave this movie a pre-glaze of a three so we both went up 0.5 Rick, you pre-glazed this movie at three and a half, so you went down a full point. Oh, no. My nostalgia was like, this is going to be awesome. And then my nostalgia was like, this is not awesome. You have to pull back in some of that glaze. (laughs) (laughs) Don't pre-burst. So, we're moving on in this franchise. Next week here on Fake Movie Experts, we will be discussing maybe one of the worst movies of all time. <laughs> and I, I'm not, I'm, and it's not just from me. And I'm talking, if you look at rankings and you look at, you know, other 
reviews, this is in maybe a lot of people's top three to top five worst movies of all time. As next week here, we will be talking about 1997's Mortal Kombat Annihilation. 97, wow. And I will say I saw this in theaters opening weekend. Yikes. I was one of the five. <laughs> so uh, get ready for that. And uh, as Rick says, uh, his uh, nostalgia has been bursted because of this movie. Wait till you rewatch Annihilation. So are we are we pre-glazing? Yeah. So what's the pre-glaze? Half a star. This I've I've seen this movie. I know it's bad. <laughs> it's so, been a while since I've seen it, but I know it's bad. I have zero nostalgia for this movie. So there's Come no on, like safety. There, give it a three. No, give it a there's three. No, there's no safety net there. Yeah, Keith, you're 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 free roaming, dude. You're a free roam chicken yeah. right now. You can but do over, whatever you want. But over time, since we've been doing this podcast, I grow more and more of appreciation of things that are really good or really bad. So yep. Like just like middle things are just the worst for me. So I think I'm gonna. It's I, this. It might be bad. Good. So I'm gonna go to three, three stars. Three. Yes. God damn, dude. Yes, Keith, <laughs> join me. Um. I was just going to do two and a half for my pre-glaze, but I'll go three with Keith just because I know I think we did this movie for the Q pod and this was, that was like, you know, three years back. And uh, yeah, I'll give it a three because it, I, I love a good, bad movie. And, you know, let's see how uh, it stands up. I'll so, get you to stand up. Thank you for your service. Um, Coming here next week, though. Again, 1997's Mortal Kombat Annihilation. You can go to nosoentertainment.com. That's right, nosoentertainment.com. We can find all the blogs, all the podcasts, everything that we do for you. You can find us all, all on the social medias, on the Twitter, the Facebook, and the Instagram at nosoent or nosoentertainment.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and you can find all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. 